We live, baby. <laughs> Turn it up. Step up in this bitch like I'm the one you bitch like Yeah, I'm the one you bitch like And I be talking shit like I ain't scared to lose a fist fight And she grabbing on my like She wanna see if it'll fit right That's just the way All right, hello. Welcome to another episode. Uh, the regulars are here. Well, Shane's not here, but uh, Pache's here. Charles is here. And today we have an amazing guest, um, Markel. Uh, Markel, if you want to introduce yourself real quick, you know, and then we'll get to your stuff towards the end. Uh, just a quick intro real quick. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate you all for having me on, Markel Oliver. Uh, grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, graduate from Illinois State University, uh, free agent now, just uh, leaving my gig with the Orlando Magic. So I'm out here. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome on the episode. You know, we always like having guests um, just running our shit with us. So uh, I know last week we talked about your your thing you got going on, which we'll touch last on. Last week I butchered your introduction. <laughs> to I, had to come, I had to come and say it today. <laughs> I tried to get the message out, but I was a little uh, inebriated. Yeah. So hey, it'd be like uh, that in uh it'd be like that in quarantine. I ain't mad. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Niggas are sipping on the shit right now. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just you know, we'll just jump right into it. Um damn, I wish Shane was here, but I wanted to get politics out the way. Um I don't know if you guys saw oh, here he is. Popping in right now. What's up, Shane? Good, Shane. What it do? <laughs> you. Uh, Shane, we have a guest today. That's Marco Oliver. Um, he's a part of the initiative that Charles was talking about last yeah. week. Wow, Boy, what's up, man? Yeah. How you feel, boss? I'm good. How are you? We living. Heard. Yeah. So we're just going to run it. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the list that I, I put up, the topics, but... I wanted to get politics out the way so we could get into the bullshit. Okay. Um, so there was a there was an interview that came out with Fox News about actually I don't I don't know if it was Fox, but it was one of the channels, maybe a couple of days ago or a week ago, and they were asking Trump if he was going to concede the the uh, loss of the election if he did lose, and he was talking about, you know. He would have to see. He's not sure. He would have to see. Um, and I thought that, you know, that's a pretty hot topic, especially in these very um, unstable times in the country and how people are not feeling safe uh, with respect to the president saying something like that and how that makes us feel. So I kind of wanted to get you guys' opinions on this and, you know, what does that what does that trigger with you? Um, is that, Could he even do that? Because I don't really know. Actually, if he could be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Um, so, if you guys want to jump in, whoever, whoever has an opinion. I mean, is it really surprising, like, for him to say that? Because like, I don't think it is. Like, I'm, not, I'm not really shocked to hear him act that way or say that about it. 
I feel like they would have to drag him out kicking and screaming. Literally. Or he'll try to find some type of way to like change the legislation to have another a third term. <laughs> find try to find some loophole thing in office. You know. Yeah. I mean I, I had read an article that alluded to uh the fact that he could actually it wasn't an article, it's like a series of I opinions, not even an article. That alluded to the fact that um because he was impeached technically, he could run again. I don't know the validity of that. I probably have to look into that a little bit more. But if that's the case, then that's just some fucking bullshit. Like he could just keep going because that one term was was invalid due to an impeachment. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's how it works, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I need to look into that more before I spew bullshit. Which reminds me, I'm here to apologize. I forgot. You've got a lot to apologize for. I don't have a lot to apologize for. I've literally... The Rogan? Yeah, the Rogan thing. I want to apologize. I was walling. You know, I just felt away because Nick... It felt like they were coming for my boy Nick, and I really felt protective, and I wanted to, you know, get some opinions out there about it. So I apologize for just putting out some bullshit. Um, I mean, I, I did watch the video that you were talking about with him saying the N-word a whole bunch of times. And that was kind of, it was out of pocket. But I don't think, he was he was trying to be edgy and funny. Which was, um, wasn't really, wasn't, wasn't really funny. But like, I don't, I, I don't think he's no racist or nothing like that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here to apologize. What Nick said was anti-Semitic. I read and listened to a lot of opinions about why Jewish people felt that way they felt and you know there's some validity to it so I'm here to apologize for that I am also here to say you know I, I feel like this segues perfectly into cancel culture um, you know as soon as that happened he lost the whole Viacom thing but like Fox still kept him on for the name of the show, Max Singer, I think is what it's called. Where yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and they kept him on because he apologized and they said that his apology felt genuine. And huh. yeah, they, they didn't fire him. He still has the show. Um, I'm surprised that show is still running. I, I think he got a lot of made it throughout the season. White people love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the tiger. <laughs> Hey, he got T-Pain out there singing uh, as a frog, bro. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. He'd be on there, too? Yeah, he was on I think he yeah. won, actually. Lil Wayne was on there one time, too. Yeah, Patty LaBelle. They be having some singers on there, boy. Yeah. My fucking mascot concert. That's, that's, who came up with that idea? It's, it's, it's crazy. Working. It's working. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, listen to hear me out. So we're going to have these celebrities, but they're going to have giant mascot costumes on. <laughs> it's working. Yeah, that's bro. a million dollar idea right there. I would have gave the money to you right there. <laughs> yeah, genius idea. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they kept him on, which I thought was a good thing, and it, it kind of that's mainly why I wanted to talk about cancel culture. And you tend to like immediately just discard people for ideas and comments and shit instead of like trying to educate. And personally, I mean, I, I probably am guilty of that. Like, I was ready to cut 
Rogan's head off because of the shit he said instead of like just like chilling and then processing it. But um, at the society, we tend to do that a lot. And I wanted to talk about it here. How how do we move forward um, with facing controversial opinions or even downright racist or anti-Semitic or you know discriminatory ideas? And how do we push forward as a culture to try to like understand each other be better or even try to educate each other better on things that you know we say wrong? Because the fact of the matter is like we don't know all that shit. Like I didn't even know what Nick said was anti-semitic so i listen to some opinions so yeah i, I want to know what you guys think about all that charles well as far as cancel culture in general i think it's a lot of bullshit to be honest because if we, we got we got to give people the chance to apologize and live and learn because at, at what point do we where, where do we call like an entry? Like you just you, you do one wrong thing and then like that's it. You're good. There's you're you're done for. There's, there's no learning lesson. There's no opportunity to grow from it. Like it's like oh you've offended me, so I'm done with you. And I, I just that's just it's a whole bunch of malarkey to me. Shame. Oh wait. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think that um cancel culture is kind of perpetuate what social media has already done, right? So prior to social media being as prevalent as, as it is, um, you know, people were a little bit more experiential with life, right? Like we weren't worried about like, oh, we're going to make it on world star. We get, you know, we, we get in a fight, you know, now I'm always like, I ain't trying to fight you whatever. Cause I might, I might end up on world star. I might end up on a, on a gram looking, you know, silly, like I ain't got hands or whatnot. Uh, so we try to build these uh, profiles as persona, of everything that we're not, but we believe that we are, that we're trying to attain. And so the cancel culture coming in, it kind of makes everything intensify a thousand times more. It puts everybody at God level now. Like we got to walk a, a straight line of perfect rights. And uh, that's just not, that's just not how it goes. It's not realistic. Um, and sure it may cancel some people's pockets now, but I look at like a lot of like young folks that are, are going through, learning curves. It's like if somebody grew up in Boohoo, Indiana versus Chicago, you know, they don't see black people like that. They only see black people on social media. So if I grew up in the same environment, I'm thinking, hey, niggas is crazy too. So, you know, some things that I may believe or I'm, I'm, I'm like privy to, uh, it may make me sound crazy when I get exposed to the real world. And I just, me personally, I just think it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's fluff and I don't think that there's any real balance when it comes to, to cancel culture, cancel culture, and we don't keep it a buck everywhere around the road, we play favoritisms with cancel culture. I say you guys have anything to say. Yeah, I mean, I think um, cancel culture has always been a thing. I think it's just now it's prevalent now more than ever, just because you know with everything that's going on in the world and um, everything is everybody's assuming everything is black and white. Um, especially with what happened with Desi Banks, you know, as soon as he says something real quick, everybody was quick to cancel him. Mm -hmm. um, he had his opinions, he thought a certain way, but you know, black people are like, oh, you don't stand with us. That's not what he was trying to say. And I think it's just because people have more time and more access to social media and other outlets. People just think everything's black and white. And as soon as somebody says something, it's, oh, they're canceled. Oh, they're this, they're that, they're racist. And uh, I think we just need to step back and realize people do make mistakes as we all do. Um, and try to understand what, and if, they're, if they are wrong, we need to educate them instead of being like, oh, we don't fuck with you no more.
So. You saved the white man for last. This shit is crazy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like Charles said, at, at what point do we not give people the opportunity to learn and grow from their mistakes? Like, if you can't, every time somebody screws up, it can't just be the end of the road for them. Like, yeah. on small scale, big scale, like, for anybody. It's it just, it's not, that's not how life works. Like, and I think it's especially, I guess harmful is the word. I don't know if there's a better word for it. Like, when somebody goes and digs up somebody's tweets from seven years ago and wants to use it, like, oh, look what this person said in 2013. Like, we're done with them. And it's like, you know, you look back on it, and sometimes in the case of a person, they were 12 years old. And, like, we're going we're gonna to come after somebody's career or livelihood because they said some dumb shit when they were 12 and didn't know any better. Right. I just, I don't think it's, it's beneficial to society as a whole that if somebody says something crazy or says something that the majority doesn't agree with, that all of a sudden that person's just done. Like we're, we're done with them. We're, we, we don't accept anything they say going forward. And that like, and it just ruins them forever. Cause there's plenty of people out there that have, in the past that did a lot more awful shit than some, some of the stuff that people are saying right now. And they still had, were had successful careers and made millions and millions of dollars. And they actually like did awful shit. Like, kind of like, like when I said in the group chat the other day, like at what point is like, how are we weighing one soundbite or a quote over a person's whole career and like how who the person they are today? Like you right. can pull up whatever tweets you want to from 10 years ago or, I might have said something wild um, on in a uh, what's it called uh, in a rally on my uh, political campaign, but like is that is that am I just a, a shit person now over like forgetting like everything I've done in the past twenty years like now yeah. because I said this or that? Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> 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 if we want to get into, it, we can get into. It. We can be here. I mean, like we're here now. But that's like a crazy thing just about like humans in general. Like we, you can spend years building something and doing things the right way, like even a relationship, and it takes one thing to undo to undo all. Boy, you went to another top. Oh, no. <laughs> it's crazy though. Like, yeah, my man's uh, Shane out here. He communicated to somebody. Yeah, yeah, Shane's trying to <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Nah, not right now. But like, that's just—it's—it's it's crazy. Like, so do y'all? Do y'all think that any parts of cancel culture is necessary? Or do y'all think all of it is—is? Is I think you should right. definitely be held accountable for yeah, the things sure. that you do. But we have—we also have to be responsible with what we call or what we determine as holding people accountable. Like, I think every action deserves an equal reaction. So, like, don't jump out the window because I did this one. Thing. Like let's let's take a step back and analyze the situation and then go forward. Like how can we fix this? What can you be? What can we learn from this situation? What can you do to uh, make the situation better? And then like what else can you sprinkle on the top to like make us forget about it a little bit? But if you just cancel a person, like you just throw them away, and like now they have no like chance to um, redeem themselves at all, or like any give any positive to the world 
So does the same apply to uh, big corporations? As far as what? Cancel culture. Can you cancel corporations? Um, I don't think so, because I feel like corporations will just like reform into something else. They'll take their dissolve their business and then put all their. So take, I mean, like take Goya for example. Everybody's trying to cancel them. People are trying to cancel Wendy's. What is going on with Goya? I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what's going on with Goya. I, I saw Trump that. holding up a can of beans. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they're selling beans during a pandemic. Yo, Cuomo was tight. Um, no, uh, basically what happened with Goya is that the CEO went to the White House and then just was like, Trump is one of the best presidents we've had. You know, he, he supports Trump. But it's the CEO. One, he doesn't own the company, so that doesn't mean but, shit. But why? Like, he was like, this, I just want to be talking with Trump? And, yeah, that's his you know? All these CEOs wow. fuck with Trump. That's the funny thing. It's like, if you're going to cancel Goya, you should cancel Nike, you should cancel Apple, you should cancel... Adidas, like all these CEOs, the tax breaks are fucking crazy. They don't give a fuck about it. like anybody. season go hard too, so I ain't going out of order. Yeah, <laughs> a little limit pepper season. I should go I should go on everything too. So I'm, I'm keeping that in the shell. Yeah, I, I just personally don't think. Listen, you, I like to spend my dollars with people that share common ideology. Like that's just what i do i don't buy chick-fil-a anymore mainly because i don't support the things they say but also because i probably should lose weight but then at the same time i go to i go to popeyes so you know it balances out like i don't know exactly that chicken sandwich is fucking fire man um but yeah i don't go to chick-fil-a anymore because of that i i like to spend my money with corporations that i kind of at least share some common ideas with um, and I think people do that often. However, like, I don't think if you don't fuck with the company because of what the CEO is saying, just don't fuck with them. Like, don't try to get all of us to cancel them because my pop loves their coconut water. He's not going to fucking stop drinking that shit. Like, it's just good. He's going to keep drinking it all the time. Like, it's just a part of our lives. So personally, I don't think as a community, we should all try to cancel something. But if you don't want to spend your dollars to people who support ideas which are harmful to you that's your prerogative it, i just don't think it's a it's a blank <laughs> thing for everyone like oh if you don't cancel goya then you're part of the problem eh, well there's other things that you're a part of the problem for that yeah, would man, not like, like you said earlier like all a lot of these companies have blood on their hands like if you feel that strongly about a company you don't want to know how your iphone's made you don't want to know how your shoes are made like if you really feel that type of way then <laughs> you really just be you got nothing to you honestly it's that's just the way of the world now i don't think every company supports trump but i, I think a lot of these companies have a lot of blood in their hands so i think it's unfair to really scrutinize a particular company when you're not really looking at all of the companies that you need yourself yeah i don't i think i think too uh just going a little deeper with it like i, I find cancel culture to be such a a um residue of post-traumatic slave syndrome like it's like oh we're not doing that bad thing over there yeah you know i mean we good we good boys over here like you get you see all these people on cnn and come on on fox like that's like like black people talking about other black people or other minorities talk about other minorities i'm like the media already does that for what reason does it serve for you to cancel someone 
um, and your culture and just some of the, uh, the policies or the, the ideas, the systems that we support, it doesn't really make sense to me. So my hot take on y'all's, on y'all's platform uh, uh-huh. is like, I don't understand when people are so gung-ho about R. Kelly being in jail, oh, per se. Oh, this is going to be fun. Here we go. This is Markel. Markel, our exclusive. I might jump in. I might jump. Depending on what you say, I might jump in. Right. What you yeah. saying? So, so let me let me just go ahead and state: I do not condone anything that he's been accused of. Like I'm not, I'm not with it. But on the other hand, of that, <clears throat> in this country, we treat ce- celebrities differently. Right. So if I look at R. Kelly, I can look at a Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner was able to go out on his deathbed, fine with the you know Playboy Bunny Mansion, so on and so forth, uh, being able to have a harem, young women, groom them, so on and so forth. And we praise that. We put it on E Network. Cool. No problem at all. I don't even want to get into uh, Epstein and all these other folks that's doing that stuff. But my point is, we treat celebrities differently in this country. One, two. Uh, those same people, those people that, you know, see children the way that they do, where they want to be sexual with them, that's an illness, right? So there's something psychologically that's going on that needs to be treated. Jail is supposed to be a place for rehabilitation, and we all know that it's not. Um, And so when you put these people away in jail for X amount of years, they go right back into our communities, and, like, the same trauma is there. So, no, I don't think that R. Kelly should be on the street, but to put him somewhere where y'all can study this man's brain because there's people that keep those family secrets that don't touch their niece, touch their nephew, so on and so forth. And we're supposed to close our mouth about it. No, help that man, help somebody that, 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 that has an illness like that so we can truly protect young women in our communities. For black people to get on TV and say, oh, throw him in jail, where's the help there? And I mean, R. Kelly got money, so if he did or he didn't do it or whatever, he goes right back into Chicago, he goes right back into our back neighborhood and this trauma still continues. And he's 50 years old. Uh, he was touched as a young kid. So think about from him being a kid to where he is now, how many people did that's affected? So again, I, I, my question is like, how are we so in support of one, cancer culture, two, of putting these people in these systems that white people don't even abide by all the time um, and, 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 and let them get away with that? Again, it's a, it's, to me, it's a, po- it's a, re- a residue of post-traumatic slaves um, syndrome that we just want to make sure that our hands is clean and that we showing the master that like we're good. We don't have blood on our hands. That's not the case. I want to be able to protect wrong or right. Like I want to be able to protect black people the same way that white people protect white people, the same way that Jews protect Jews, Asians protect Asians um, in these uh, situations. And I, it just, it hurts my heart. Like when I see that. So what you're saying is Harry Tubman are not really free to slaves <laughs> at all. You're trying to beat me to the. You're trying to beat me to my punches. <laughs> um. All right. This is what I think about all of it. I think everything you're saying can be true and exist at the same time. Like you, we could be. We're less protective of black people as a community. At the same time, R. Kelly is nasty and should pay for what he did. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Um, Hugh Hefner and all the other nasty people, Epstein, all those people, they are protected by 
people that protects them that R. Kelly doesn't necessarily have. Um, and at the same time, all those people should be punished the same because that's what the law says. Unfortunately, in cases like this, yes, black people are more skewed towards being uh, punished at a higher rate than you know white people would. Um, R. Kelly is like, a, a, it's an interesting case in the fact that, you know, there's other people who've done things that are similar to his things that he's done, and they're also in the limelight, but they didn't get punished. But I don't think that's like the best example to show the disparity in um, black and white uh, punishment when it comes to wrongdoing. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like our jails and our, our, our prisons are not really for rehabilitation. Like a lot of people go in there and they probably never come out because they went in there and then they got in a scuffle and then they got thrown into solitary, then they got in another scuffle and now they're in there just doing time after time after time. Or they go in there and then they get worse mentally. They mm -hmm. come out, they can't fit into society anymore. So then they resort back to crime. Like the retention rate for jails are really, really high. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we should probably work on trying to rehabilitate these places. And R. Kelly is also sick and needs help mentally all those things are true they're not mutually exclusive at all um but i mean i feel a very strong way about kells um mainly because i just love the music and i'm having a really hard time just sometimes you know balancing how i feel about him and how i feel about the music so when when people bring that up i always have to face my demons when it comes to that it's like damn like Step in the name of love is still fire, though. Like happy people, yeah, happy people. Well, still listen to his music. <laughs> what do I do with what do I do with all how I feel about all of this? You know, what I mean? shuffle. I, I'm not that quick to, to skip it. I'm, I'm still I'm still gonna enjoy it just the same way that uh, people enjoy Fast and the Furious. Uh, Paul Walker was having underage relationships with uh, oh, women. I know people, that. Uh, Elvis Presley, like people still referred him as a king of uh, rock and roll. The same way that people enjoy that, the same way I'm going to enjoy R. Kelly. I just want to state that I don't think that um, he should be out there on the streets. I do think that he should be somewhere isolated from, isolated from society. But I would like for it to be a productive sentence, not, oh, throw him in jail, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Because, again, I want to use the privilege of a celebrity to figure out other people that aren't celebrities that commit or that are uh, just as ill as R. Kelly but go back into our communities. That's the that's the shit that I'm trying to say. Like we need to focus on when you go out or when you go in, you're coming out rehabilitated. So our daughters, our sons aren't being um, picked on by the, by the, by these predators. And as long as we continue to stay silent about it, and it's just yeah, throw them in jail. Like what what does that mean? Like let's be clear about that stuff. Let's actually you know do our due diligence and making sure that these people are getting the treatment that they need and not just. You know, in the black community, we 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 always want to pray things away. No disrespect to God. Shout out to God. I love God, but <laughs> come on, man. Like we we got to do a better job of um, talking about therapy and and talking about health, speaking up when we see something in the, in the, at the family reunions. That hey, hold on, unk. hey, what what you doing? You know what I mean, we gotta we gotta be comfortable with saying that. And moms got to you know, grandparents, all of them, they gotta be fine with like having those tough conversations because like. Kids grow up with trauma, and then they start thinking that it's right, and they commit it to other people. Now you hurt another motherfucker. Like that's not how it should go. And like we gotta, like we gotta start being bold enough against like people that look like us, 
and love them enough to say that they need help, not just uh, get them out of here, ignore it, because it's going to go away. It, we can see in the proof that it doesn't. Aren't y'all got up our mom? <laughs> Some truths. He's speaking some real truths. <laughs> I'm yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, like the only, my only thing there is, like Nate said, that stuff's not all mutually exclusive. So, like, do we need to reform prisons and how we and how we treat people that are incarcerated and especially those that are going to get out one day so that they can be a better member of society? Sure. I don't think pedophilia is the th is the is the crime that we want to go about uh, doing that with. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever come up with an answer on how you, on, for lack of a better word, fix a person that that operates that way. I, I don't know if there's really any cases of somebody being cured of all of a sudden they don't they're not sexually attracted to kids anymore. I, I think that's more of a, something along the lines of of it's a biological thing, and I don't know how much you can how much you can change that. It's again. I completely agree that prison reform needs to be a thing, and and that's a whole different discussion. I don't know if pedophilia is the one is the one we want to go out and 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 champion that for. Does that make you guys get what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, that's just one guy's opinion. Yeah, I I honestly don't know how. I I don't really don't. All I know is it's nasty. That's literally my extent <laughs> of like pedophilia. Like no doubt. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's like a chemical thing or a trauma thing or a biological thing. I I don't know. So I don't know how you would solve it. But I do think it's important to like, like Shane said, like those things are not mutually exclusive. Like people commit crimes should be rehabilitated. Like today, I was watching this video on Canada's like cannabis business and how. Most of the people making the money are like like seventy percent of the people making the money are white, and of course, people in people are in jail for selling wheat. So yeah, this is this is a good one. This this is this one's fair. Like yeah, this and absolutely. Yeah, like those people are in jail. They're gonna come out. They've been in there so long. They can't readjust to life. Then now they're like, ah, oh, fuck. We got to find a way to live. Commit more crimes. Go back in. But we could, as a society, with those people. Honestly, teach them some real skills because they were running the streets. So they at least understand business on a very basic right. level. Rehabilitate them towards, you know, adapting those skills. Bring them out, pull them back into the business, and then try to make their lives better. Um, but yeah, like Shane said, I don't, I don't know if R. Kelly's the best example. But I agree with what you're saying is that we just need it, to do better it's, rehabilitation. It's beyond that. Like, I hear what y'all saying, and I agree with that too. I, One billion percent. But that's the stigma again that, like, Again, like we don't really address when it comes to the trauma. Like everybody has childhood trauma. There's nothing that either one of us on this has escaped. We have not escaped childhood, our childhood without any trauma, whether that's not feeling good enough, uh, feeling like we didn't get enough love, attention, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. So the hardest part is dealing with that shit when we get into like the adult world. So you got the child, you have the, the protector, and then you have the adult. The adult is however, whoever you are in today's time. That child is whatever that trauma is. The protector is, oh, calm down, honey. It's okay. It's going to be okay, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So, like, for me, um, my childhood trauma was, like, not being individualized. Like, I felt like my dad uh, would look at me as um, just how a dad should look at his son. Like, my dad would say stuff like, work hard. And I'm like, 
nigga, do you not see who I am? Like, I do work hard. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you saying things that I already know or I already am? And so, like, when I would get, like, to this age, or I get in relationships or, you know, even in friendships, if I don't feel like I'm getting, like, my individual attention uh, and not being generalized, like, I start to feel some type of way. And, like, my adult self has to come in and say, Kels, like, it's all good. Like, it ain't even like that, blah, blah, blah. Talk myself off the ledge. And, like, we don't address that in the in the neighborhood. Like, that's not. And some of the things that people don't have a choice to, like, you have a choice to go out and sell drugs. Like, to a, to a degree, like, if, 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 if you can't find work or whatever, you got to make money, like, I get it. But, like, when it comes to trauma and, like, mental illness, like, it's something that is so infant, like, in our culture that, like, yeah, we rather, like, put our hands off of it because we don't understand it. But that's my point. We got to dig into it a little bit more. Like, we have to find some way to understand it because look how many kids, like, if you combine the NBA, MLB, and the NFL, they don't make anywhere near the amount of money annually as sex trafficking does. And when I say sex trafficking, I'm talking child trafficking as well. Like it's so much money that's in that ring that those sports that we watch every day doesn't compare to. But when we continue to say, Hey, you know what? Hey, I, I, I don't know about it. Like it, it put, it keeps us in that same scenario, that same situation. And we don't get involved until we become parents. We become like, Oh damn, I don't want my kids to be a, B and C like, but, that's where I'm saying, like, that's where it has to start somewhere. We can't just pray everything away and hope somebody else handles it because these illnesses are real deal things that pop up in so many different ways. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's a very. That's, very that was that that work. That made sense. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely agree with everything you're saying. Um, with regards to that, like. There's, that's been my favorite thing, which is very weird to say out loud, but it's been my favorite thing about everything that's going on right now in, in, in the zygast. Zygast. I can't pronounce words. Um, uh, with, with regards to like, even like with language, because I, I was at Shane's last weekend and, you know, we were talking about the DM that I sent to the group chat that had you know, all the words that came with racist undertones. And we, I was like, I did not know most of these words like had racist undertones. Like I just didn't know the word moron, even the peanut gallery. Like if it wasn't for Charles, I didn't know that was a thing. Like this just, there's so many things that's fucked up out of, about our society that are coming to the surface because things are so fucked now and people are so fed up that we're like, oh shit, like we're here now. Why, why don't we just, pour everything out and try to fix it. Um, so that's been my favorite thing about how fucked things are right now, which is again, weird to say, but there, there's it's just, it's at least that's the positive for the year. In my opinion is that things are so fucked that we're like, all right, if it's that fucked, we might as well just fix everything. And we should talk about sex trafficking. We should talk about child trafficking. We should talk about language. We should talk about, police brutality, we should talk about protesting, we should talk about the, the the central government having too much power, defunding the police, funding education, like it's just, we're here now, so we might as well just get it all out, you know what I mean? Um, so every time there's a new topic about something being fucked, I, I, I personally like to learn about it and at least have some some idea of what's going on because, you know, it, it pushes the conversation forward and it pushes us as a society forward so 
I appreciate what well, basically all I'm trying to say is I appreciate you for bringing that to the platform. <laughs> hey, this, is what we, this is what we do. We, we try to dive deep into this mod. I yeah. shake, I shake cages for a living. That's what I, that's my, uh, my motto. I shake cages for a living. Respect it. I respect it. I was just shaking cages. I mean, you might as well get into Kanye real quick. Yeah. Your man said, <laughs> come in to knock me the slave Chuck. What's up? What's going on? Go ahead, Chuck. Okay, I'm, first of all, I'll, like I said, when you guys brought this to me uh, the other day, he's a grown man, and I did not say any of the things that he said. So I cannot defend him. Uh -huh. All I can do is defend why I'm not jumping out the window mad at him. Because I can... See, now it's going to sound like I'm defending him because I'm about to get him. So. <laughs> bad. I just think there's a lot of nuance in what he says, but he's just an awful like speaker like he has no way to formulate his thoughts and opinions into words that can convey them effectively so what i what from uh what i took from what he said about rosa parks not rosa Parks. what am i talking about harriet tubman um well he did talk about rosa parks too but harriet tubman not freeing the slaves when i heard that that made i, that, I took it as oh so they were still slaves whether it was mentally or um, like the fact that we don't have any black owned businesses. I didn't think that he was, I mean, technically he was kind of discrediting her and kind of shitting her on her, but that wasn't my first thought. So I, I could I could see the nuance in what he was saying, but I, I understand what he said was wildly irresponsible and he should not have said it. If I was him, I would not have said it. So I'm not defending what he said because he should not have said that, but I, I can see the nuance behind it. Markel, I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear why, why, why did y'all personally have an issue with it? I don't have an issue. With if y'all did, my, my fault. If y'all had an issue with it, then why? Yeah, I think I'm the only one that bashes Kanye on here. Um, which is, yeah, which I'll take that. Um, I, I don't have an. Okay, that's a, that's a lie. I have an issue with it because if you want to talk about nuance, you have to understand and not appreciate but like acknowledge the fact that it's literally impossible for harriet tubman to have free the slaves and them have black businesses like that's impossible right so yeah, you have i don't think he was putting the onus on her i don't think he was saying it's, it's her fault for not freeing the slaves I just i'm think, i'm, I'm not saying that he was talking about the idea of since he, he just they that he basically she he's saying like she just moved them from one place that they were enslaved to another place where they're enslaved so it's not like he's saying like oh she's not shit it's just like we were still slaves and we still are slaves today uh, and that argument i get but my my main issue isn't necessarily i the more i think about it, i don't think my issue is with kanye as much as it is with everyone that defends kanye you know what I mean? Like, he says one thing, and when you say it, whatever you say, you should take responsibility for what you say, regardless of what you mean. You said that shit. Never mm -hmm. once have I heard him, you know, be like, actually, I don't mean that, you know, slavery, uh, slavery, what's whatever he said at TMZ. Like, he, he doesn't necessarily, yeah, he says it, people call him out, then he moves on. 
and then all the Kanye fans hop online like, actually, this is what he meant. Like, why don't you let him come tell us actually this is what I meant? Right. Why, why is it that every time he says something, it's for everyone else to explain what he means except himself? That's why. That's why I preface with what I said was I can't defend what he said. I can only defend how I feel about it. So yeah. I can, I'll never defend. I, he should never say those things. But, hey, Carl, yeah. you're pretty smooth with the words. I think you, boy. I see you. Well, I you. politician. I want to. Hey, he cutting off. No, no. Um. Sure, I guess. I mean, why doesn't Colin Kaepernick speak out more? I mean, everybody plays a role. So everybody's not as well of a communicator as the next person. Some people are influencers where they just do the like they they see what the 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 point is, they see where the people are, the consumer is, and they're in that influencer box where they take this and bring it over here. Some people are the creator, some people are the consumers. That's just simple to me. This is how it is. So I don't you know, when people were going at Colin Kaepernick, like, oh, why why he don't speak for himself? He letting Cornell West come out and talk to him. Uh, I'm like, I mean, everybody has a role to play. Like, everybody can't be great at everything. And Ye is far from a great speaker, but he's a great communicator. One thing that I dislike is I dislike um, there needs to be inter- internet um literacy classes i think you know as much as things are accessible online you know people need to start teaching young folks how to like not just see a headline like ah like this is what it meant when he said slavery was a choice i ignorantly was like eh, you know maybe maybe not i saw what he meant like by the mental the mental stuff but like when i went and did my research it made me say like i i it's hard for me to see where he's wrong at. The concept of it is so harsh. Like the way he said it, like, damn, yay. Like, all right, bro. Like, but when you look at what a choice is, a decision, doesn't mean that both decisions are great, but it's a decision. You do have a choice. You can either fight for your liberty or fight for your freedom, or you can be a slave. That is true. We did have that right because if you look at the 1700s, right? If you look at uh, the early 1700s, um, the Gullah Wars and the Stono Rebellions were two strategic revolts against Europeans in America. So this is before Harriet Tubman. These were uh, African Americans and uh, native natives teaming up to overthrow, kill, slaughter Europeans. And so they started. You know, they were in Florida. Uh, Chief Seminole, Chief Osceola. Uh, and that's a crazy concept because I, you know, working in Orlando, like that's those were two of our um, spots that we helped out a lot. Like I didn't even notice until like my end of the the road, like how influential or how powerful that is. And so these people um, uh, uh, in the Gullah Wars, they were overthrowing, they were killing these white people, going to different plantations, getting their tribe mates, and trying to migrate out on the coast. So the Carolinas, Alabama. Louisiana, Texas, Mexico, uh, Nevada, California. We were Westerners. Like we were out there making making civilization work for us, right? Killing, hunting, doing whatever we had to do to survive. So when I hear slavery was a choice, you did have people that say, you know what, I'm going to stay here. Just like when they abolished slavery, you had people that say, I'm going to stay in the South. Um, so it, it does come off harsh, but it was... To me, it was a choice. And the reason why I say that is because when I look at McGraw-Hill uh, Publishing, and I look at the, the, the books that they 
put into the school system. It's such whitewash information for us to think that some white man woke up with a damn moral heart and said, you know what? We don't want niggers anymore. Let's give them freedom. Go ahead and just live your life. Like that wasn't the case. And that's giving white people too much credit. No, we fought for that. We earned that. And we, we ended up getting, we ended up getting it. And like, that's where the conversation needs to be, but that's not in the textbook. You got to go dig for that information. We're not privy to our history. We're not privy to the truth all the time. So when we hear for the first time, you're like, damn, yay, how could you say such a thing? But yay was speaking facts. It comes off harsh, but it was facts because we, no one wakes up with a moral heart. The oppressor doesn't wake up with a moral heart to let the oppressed go. It's the system. The same way in the next 20 years, you'll see illegal immigrants being the new blacks over here because you could pay them under the table. You could pay them less than what they're supposed to be getting. That's where we're going to face. Just like we were slaves and we were working on plantations, like we were just cheap labor to them. And so to think that they just woke up and say, you know what, we want black people to be as equal as us, the ones that create, run, and operate these things. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. That is crazy to me. So it makes me, I don't know that things are offensive until I look at other black people and see that they are offended. And I have to go back and say, like, well, why are they offended when like this is the truth? We always have been um, on the on the front lines of being intelligent, creation, creative, uh, collaborative, family oriented. Like we have been those things. We created this shit. Nobody gave us the the liberty to to create. We just do it. We just did it. So again, I, I find it hard to say like where's the controversy in it. Are we ready to move forward and be and be real with it, or are we gonna continue to let shit be whitewashed before we start having real conversation? Anyone else have something to say before I talk? Because I, I want, I, I don't want to be the only one just going back and forth. Oh, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. All right. Uh, what do you say, Charles? So you had something to say, so go ahead. Yeah, I, okay. Everything you said is true. Um, from my readings about slavery and colonization and all those things. When General McCarter came, McCarthy came to Ghana and saw how they had a very entrenched system of government, when he went back, he said to the parliament that the only way we will be able to win anything against these people is to pit them against each other. Um, and so he pit the Ashantis against the Fantis. He sold arms to the Fantis because they were closer to the coast. He divided and conquered, and then he took the slaves with him. Then they moved them to England, and then some to the Americas. Um, most of the times, those things, most of those people that were captured, that wasn't a choice. And when they were brought here in the early 15, 1600s, that wasn't a choice. And when they were forced to be sold and work, that wasn't a choice. You could try to rebel as much as you want. But when you don't have the right system to actually really get things done, because you describe these wars, which I don't know much about, I probably should read about, um, that was an organized strategic thing. So those choices paid off. And yes, there are people who tried to run away. There were people who killed their masters and escaped. But slavery itself and the idea of taking someone from their place and then making them work for free, basically, not basically, literally, 
for a very long time before they could even understand each other because most of these people are not even from the same place. That's not a choice. So you're disregarding hundreds of years or maybe less of history and then jumping to the part where all these people finally understand each other and then saying, the, oh, they didn't really break free early, so that was a choice. That's, it, it, you're, 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 you're not acknowledging that this thing took more than just a physical boundary. You're, you're diminishing, and not you, Kanye. Yeah, yeah. You're diminishing all the things that came before the moment of understanding. You know, and that's my issue. It's that, and maybe Kanye actually really means everything you're saying. Let's just assume that he means all of that. If you can't communicate effectively, but you have a platform that high, you should be responsible for your platform. See, but that's tough. Oh, let, that's me tough. Finish, let me that's finish. Tough. Let me finish real quick. I if if when when Hove had the meeting with the New York Times and the NFL, and then he started saying, you know, you know, we all have the same ideas about moving forward, so we should go forward and we should try that. When people started bashing him for what he said because it was irresponsible to just say, oh, the NFL agrees to Black Lives Matter and and protesting, which is not true. The NFL don't give a fuck about that shit. He went and apologized for the things that he said. That's my issue with Kanye. It's like, yo, fam, I'm not the best communicator. I sometimes just do shit, which I did last week. But the moment you say something that could be taken out of context or lack any kind of nuance because you're just talking in the heat of the moment you should take responsibility for what you said and then bring some clarity to it instead of just walking away and letting the internet do your your argument for you that's irresponsible that's my issue listen everything you're saying could be applicable to what he said but he did not he did not once did he acknowledge what you're saying or anyone has said he just like said that shit and walked away but that's but to me that's fine though that's fine like we all have our expertise right so like he doesn't like to me Calvin Kaepernick does not have to say a word for the rest of his life for me as Markel Oliver to acknowledge what the hell he was standing up for or kneeling down for was purposeful for anybody to say oh well yeah man you really you was really getting us heat bro we we lost our jobs cuz the president looking at us like i don't have to come back and apologize for it because you know it's true we know well, we may not know because, again, we're not privy to our history like that. Like, we can't just look at, like, our history like we can the Holocaust when we are in school. But my point is, like, I don't need somebody coming back to apologize because it hurts someone's feelings. Uh, it's easy to lie to people and make them feel good. I'm not here to make people feel good. I'm here to make sure that we really use our time here in this life to really propel and maximize the potential, maximize our expectations and succeed and, and uh, exceed them. Kanye didn't say anything wrong, but we are so emotionally attached to a lot of things that like we just, ah, come on, man, don't say that. It's kind of harsh to my ears. Go play some music, go rap a little bit. No, have a conversation, have to talk again, back to my mental health thing. Like there's a lot of things that we, we, we will not face. And when we choose to look away from them, the systems continue. We don't. I don't hear nobody complaining about Bob Arum in boxing. I don't hear anybody talking about Don King in boxing. It's the same thing as slavery. Them niggas is fighting on on for entertainment. But when Floyd Mayweather buys his own freedom, 
Doesn't he get the most? Doesn't he get the most flack? Don't Floyd scared? Floyd this? Floyd that? When niggas really start buying their freedom, they start recognizing their talent and start speaking the talk to really go out there and obtain what they believe. Like we, we as black folks, like come on, man, like please, man. But they're giving us the blueprint, and sometimes it's the first time we're seeing a blueprint in, in American society. Um, and it's, it's we like we don't get it. So just like with math class, when you don't understand how to do fucking trigonometry, you like ah, Brian, I ain't trying to see this pop quiz. I ain't trying to see this test. But once you get that shit, once you know how to do it, you like send me any test you want, and I got it. And we're not in that. I got it bag. We still are um, insecure. We're still unaware. We're still uh, misinformed about who we are. And I can't blame black people for that, but I can't let us be so emotionally distraught every time somebody says something that's real. And that's just how I, that's just truly how I feel. So if you ain't never said anything about it, cool. I'm going to say something about it. You should say something about it. Y'all should say something about it. Use your platform to talk about it because like, it's the truth. And let's stop trying to go backwards about shit because like, we are like we did build this land. Natives did have this land. Let's get what we worth. Let's get what we like. Let's get what we're owed. And until we start swinging a bat like that at the plate, we're gonna continue to be in the same boat. No pun intended. <laughs> right. Like, actually, I do. I, I agree with a lot of what you just said because I think although what he did, what he said was irresponsible, and it it, it was um, probably didn't come out the way he thought it would come out in his head. It could very well be the fact that he, his job or his role was just to plant the seed in our mind, to get us talking. So I don't think, like, at what point do we, should he be held accountable about how his thoughts make other people feel? If, he, if he's going on TMZ or if he's tweeting something with an intent to plant a seed in everyone's mind, should he then go back and say, well, I'm sorry if you guys feel a way about that, but my job is, is done. Like I, I wanted to start this conversation. I, don't, I maybe I might be giving him too much credit to be honest, but I mean, he said that he said that uh, at the when he came back to Chicago, and um, he's at WGCI. He was like, I'm like, my intent is not to hurt people. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not trying to hurt people, but I'm not trying to uh, enable people to being in the same place that we were a uh, hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. And I'm with that shit, bro. Like, some of the shit I say is kind of off the wall, but I'm like, are we going to act like the shit don't exist? Like, he he has, like, done his due diligence of saying, hey, I don't mean to hurt nobody's feelings, but, like, we are too tied to concepts that aren't fitting to, like, who we should be. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, that's, that's like, why isn't anyone outrate? Like, why aren't we having the same, con like, the same issues with fucking VH1 and all these other little wacky ass shows, love and hip hop, that like perpetuate like black culture, perpetuate black women, love uh, uh, the basketball show, the uh, basketball wives, or whatever it's called. Like we steady support them. I mean, I don't, but like we, like we as a culture, like we steady get them um, relicensed season after season after season after season. But nobody has an issue with us looking stupid. We nobody has an issue with us like throwing drinks on people, act like we don't know how to carry a civic, a civil conversation in, in uh in public. That's trash, bro. Like you doing harm to me, VH1, Viacom, like you doing harm to me. And anybody that's black that's supporting that, you doing harm to me too. We get on Tyler Perry all the time. But like we're not keeping that same energy for Viacom, people that 
got Nick Cannon, like said Nick Cannon, you don't got a job here no more. Like I, I, I don't get it. Truly. I know Terrence gonna be hot when you hear that. Fuck Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all he would watch was Black Ink Crew and uh, Love and Hip Hop. That's his channel. <laughs> that's his channel for sure. Yeah, no, I. Okay, I mean that's the point of arguments to get you to think of different things. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I never thought about the hey, he's supposed the whole Tupac thing. Like hey, if I don't change the world, I'll spark the mind that does. I I did not apply that to Kanye's rants at all. I still think his platform is too huge to just talk. Like sometimes there should be some structure to what you're saying, regardless of it being just a bunch of random thoughts. It it just yeah. You can't just keep saying random shit and then people just take parts of it and now it's like running along and now people have to explain. I don't know. Why do you feel it's random? Let me let me ask that. Why do you feel it's random? I mean, I've I, I'm I'm only saying it's random because that's how I talk when I'm talking randomly. I just sit there for a second and I say something and then I sit and then I say something and then I talk and a bunch of shit, then I pause again. It just doesn't feel like he had all his thoughts ready and yeah. then talked. It just feels like he's talking and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm here now. Let me branch here real quick and say this. And then I'll come hey, back. Hey, 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 you didn't you did make, you did make uh, Jesus walk, Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, listen, man. I did not make Jesus walk, so I can't even be mad at that. You're not wrong. But, yeah, that's my only issue is that I don't. I don't want to have to come to Charles to understand what he means. You know what I mean? I don't think it's that like deep of a concept. Like, uh, I maybe uh, maybe I'm just too dumb then. Maybe I'm just too maybe. dumb. Because, <laughs> right, I was going to say like... Maybe I was throwing your oop to give me a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I was going to say, because um, you brought up Tupac, like, he always says like, they're going to kill me for this. So like, at, at, at some level, he is cognizant of like, what I'm saying is wild and it's out of pocket. But I'm ready to die for what I believe in. So like, he's like, I, mean, I don't know if he means literally like the, the Illuminati is going to come and get him for spilling the beans or if like he knows like they're going to fry me up on Twitter. But like at, at some level, he knows like what he's doing. I uh, Maybe I should be a little bit more sympathetic. It's, it's not I mean, even he's, he's, de- he's definitely bugging. Um, I, I, I'm <laughs> one of the ones that say I don't think he's going crazy. One of my favorite shows, movies, I'm sorry, of all time is The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. I love that movie, man. Like it um it shows like man like sometimes we feel like we in assimilation we might be but how do we break that and um like last night on his uh twitter rant when he was talking about the 5150 uh and he was talking about chris and stuff like that man i'm just like that's where again like i fail to see where where why are we calling him crazy like if someone was set up here trying to negotiate a contract for my wife to have my seven-year-old daughter doing playboy we got a problem homeboy what are you talking about i don't care who you are what what, what, what was that about was that so i was literally up so i saw like every tweet on like in real time before i saw him tweet that but like did she actually try to so so larsa pippen uh i guess she has some type of deal going with um she has some type of deal going on with playboy that her and her daughter like they're posing the bikini pics and stuff like that. And Larsa Pippen is a good family friend or was a good family friend of, of the Kardashian Jenner clan. And so I guess uh, Kris Jenner was uh, pushing out, was pushing out, uh, kind of shopping north 
to do Playboy in certain type of ways or whatnot, and Ye wasn't folding. And so I don't know if y'all remember like the St. Pablo tour when he closed it down a little early or whatever, but he got 5150. And 5150 means it's a, uh involuntary um, psychiatric hold. Um, so it's kind of like they give you a little bit more than what you need, but you might need it. Like it's, it's one of those things where like it got you in a hole and he was talking about how like he could not remember that he couldn't remember his lyrics. He couldn't remember his name. He couldn't remember anything for a good minute. And, um, I remember going to his Sunday service in Miami and, uh, I posted up on my Twitter or whatever, but like he did a freestyle to can't tell me nothing. And at first, I ain't gonna lie to you, like the Jesus is King stuff. Like I was like, is Ye really with this or is this a move? And um, it's certain things that Kanye does that I'm like, okay, like he really believes this. And he was kind of doing, ah, what? Ah, ah. like I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 you feel this. And he got into a freestyle where he was talking about like, you know, like God has shown me the real and the phony. The phony will clone me. Watch how they clone me. And I'm just like, me, I was there with my boy Justin. I'm like. Who the fuck? Who was who was the they and clone like the same like we'd be talking about uh, Gucci and all that stuff like that being cloned like who 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 cloned you bro like what what you talking about and to hear him talk about certain things and we all like we listen like clothes on Sunday off of the Jesus King album like nigga what you mean you, my Chick Fil A that weak ass line whatever right first time I heard it, I'm like that but you look at those lyrics like this nigga talking to somebody that we know. But we don't know who it is. And like when he's uh when he's in his clothes on Sunday back, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, hold the selfies, put the gram away, get your family, uh, y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers, make sure they don't uh indoctrinate. And so, like now hearing this story or whatever, and then seeing a video, I'm like, this nigga's talking to Kim. He's coming at Hollywood. This is my thoughts. I don't know if this nigga's right. This is just my theory. I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> He he's trying to face Hollywood. He's trying to face California and beat them because they took away his mom. We all know how Ye loved his mom. He's trying to he's trying to fight Hollywood, get his wife, who I think he really does love, despite like trying to get the divorce and stuff. I think he really does love Kim and like the city of Cal or the state of California has given him his daughters, his sons. I think he's trying to get his wife out of or off of the plantation. That's why he's like, let's go back to Chicago. Let's go to Wyoming and stuff like that. And if you see in Wyoming, what he got? He got tanks. He had all these things, bunkers, like all these things. Like, he's like I'm war ready. And you watch that video. I think he's, I mean, clearly communicating to Kim, clearly communicating about Chris Jenner, like Jezebel and all this stuff like that. Like, I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready to like stand up for what I believe in, whatever, because y'all took my mom. I'm about to take y'all daughter out of this or whatever. And like, we about to defeat Hollywood. And I just think it's a hard fight. And and so I don't think that he's crazy. I think that he's he's speaking on a, on a different atmosphere that maybe we don't get. But when he say lines like, uh, no more living for the culture, we nobody else slaves. Chris Jenner was the one behind the Playboy shoots. She was shooting the fucking camera. She shopped the she shopped the sex tape. What like? It, what I don't understand. What's hard for us to understand? Like if we had daughters, we I, I would hope that we act react the same way. So like, it's easy to say that he's being crazy, but like, it's his daughters at the end of the day. And like I think he feels like he's failing that war 
that took his mother away from him that he can't get his wife away from. And that's why like, I want to get a divorce. I want to, I, I quit this shit. And I wish them the best of luck, but I don't think they, I'm sorry. I don't think, I just don't see where the crazy is. He's a bold man. And that's how I, I see it. Hey, Pache, y'all got uh, two cents? No, no. Man, he came in. I, I knew he was going to come in ready to swing for Kanye. So oh, I'm good over here. <laughs> I got <laughs> to say. That was, that was good. <laughs> I'm good. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Right. <laughs> 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 and my secret weapon. Oh, uh, you. So you can defend yourself. I gotta get to sure. you here. I guess hey, so come fight one on one. Hey, look, Charles hey, recruit me. I, 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 I didn't talk to nobody else about Kanye. I was like, I'm gonna save it for this show right here. I didn't say any of my theories. I didn't say any of my notes. Of Nothing. I saved it for y'all. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I just the the term crazy is just such a dismissive term. It's like. Oh, he's crazy. I don't, I'm not going to listen to nothing he has to say. It's just, it's just easy to turn your ears off when you say you use the word crazy. It's like, oh, well, he's just babbling. He's just talking nonsense. But you're not really listening to what he's saying. It could be a, a cry for help or he's actually dropping some knowledge. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's crazy, y'all. He's having another rant again. We're not really paying attention to like what's actually happening. We're just... Yeah, my therapist would say it's gaslighting, so... You know, I've been trying to do better. Mm. It's just it hurts, you know. I like never change a lot. Favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's 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 move out of. Let's just get into sports because I think that's what we got left. Or do you guys want to stay? Nah, let's do sports. Yeah, no, we're, we're, I was like, damn, we gonna stay on Kanye some more? Sheesh. No, 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 no. I think we Kanye'd out. Um, yeah. Pache, you want to take it from here because you got a sports topics, no? Uh, uh, yeah. I'll put it one. It was uh, Elaine Deladon. She used to play in uh, Chicago. She's now a Washington Mystic. So last week, it was a report of uh, her coming out saying that she wanted to opt out because she's been battling with Lyme's disease for nine years. Um, and the current climate of everything with Corona, she's healthy and she has a personal physician who came to her and was like, hey, look, I don't think this is a good idea. 64 pills a day just to keep herself you know, right and healthy. Um, but the WNBA, they rejected it. Their their team doctors or whatever were like, no, she's fine. She can play. And she came out with an article last week, and it was basically saying she has to choose between her life or her career. And I guess, but like, I, I followed up on the story today, but WNBA finally was like, no, she, even if she does sit out, they're, they're going to pay her. But I, I didn't believe that even should have been a conversation to begin with for a play of her like stature. She's like one of the most dominant players in the WNBA. I didn't think that should have been a conversation to be like, oh, no, she's, she has to play. So, I don't know. Shane, Shane might know some shit on the story, too. But, like, I, I, I don't think you should put your, your life on the line, especially if you're battling with something like that. No, she's – I would side with her 100% on this and, and agree with you. Like, she, and um, the fact that the W – she was on – shit, I'm, I'm high, guy. Sorry, I'm – <laughs> um, she was on somebody's show on ESPN the other day. I was watching her yeah. speak about this, and she said, um, you know, like the same things that Pache just said. Um, <laughs> 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 no, but like, um, so we're big players' rights people, right, Pache? So, like, we're, yeah. we're, we're on her side with this. What yeah. I was trying to get to is. 
none of them should feel that way. And they're obviously trying to – she's a league MVP, so they want to they're, – they're basically trying to exploit her um, yeah. and guilt her into playing. I, I think the Mystics came out on their own original – like even before the league fixed it and was like, we're going to pay her anyway. Um, so, but like you got to look at it – I've heard some baseball guys talk about this, and it's like they feel like they don't have a choice but to play. Like if they were not – like they're not – at a stature of a player like her where they could afford to say, Hey, I don't want to play this season. Like if they don't play this season, there might not be next season for them. Yeah. So like, that's the, so should you have to feel that way? No. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's sports. Like you have to perform to have a job. So like if, if you're not Elena Deladon, if you're not a league MVP, that if you took a season off, you're going to come back and you're, if you're 80% of that, you're still an all-star. Like, if you're that fringe player, you're that role player, like, how does the team, you know, how do they guarantee you a job if if you're not there to perform? That's just to give the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of get – I kind of get both sides. Like, obviously, I want all the players to get paid. For but... sure. And in her case, she should be able to walk away for a year, especially given her, her other condition, mm-hmm. and it not be a thing. Like – they're playing a short season, like a short season at all, anyway. Like, what difference does it make? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, women, and and in the, in the WNBA, you have players miss seasons all the time because they want to go start a family, and like that's entirely their right, and that's their life versus their versus their career, and they get to go do that. So she's got this thing, and her her doctor, who she trusts, is telling her not a good idea. So who are you to to? force your doctors on her and have them tell her that, no, she's fine and she's able to play. Like, Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, that's I, – I, I personally feel that way, but, like, you said to give the other side, even in, even in uh, like, with working for a company, for instance, and being, you know, the guy on the team that is not doing the most, like, if you have to take extensive time off and to feel like – your productivity isn't that high. You're not bringing that much to the table, and they personally feel like it will be cheaper to can you than to keep you. Like, unfortunately, that's what the system is like. It's that how much are you bringing to the table, and if you're not bringing enough, and it feels like it will be more affordable to get rid of you than to keep you, then that profit is more important than people. It seems like the most most of the For sure. Time. And these are businesses, so I get it. it just it's unfortunate, but. If they were like, now nah, we can't pay you. I mean, with the NBA, for instance, right now, like that was an issue in the beginning of the communication um, of the discussion between the players and the owners. Is that I feel like if I decided not to play because of the virus, like let's go with my money. It's like, well, if we're renegotiating next year, like sorry, but you will be affected because you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. I see. Hey, Simmons is my dude. <laughs> Simmons is my dude. Shane doesn't like him, but Simmons is my dude. Uh, Not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I I, I'm going to need you to cut like that 30 second thing earlier where I <laughs> lost my thought because I, I finally got to what I wanted to say and I figured and I can say it in words now. Um, <laughs> especially back to Elena Deladon specifically, she's got a really interesting story of her like career and everything. I don't know if anybody's familiar with it. I'm not. So she went to UConn as like the number one high school girls basketball player in the country in her class, like 
gets on campus and was there, I think, a couple of days and withdrew, citing like burnt, like extreme burnout and all. Uh, she's originally from Delaware, like not too far over the border from, from where I grew up. Um, so she went back home and she played volleyball at Delaware for a year instead of basketball. And then eventually went back on the basketball team at, at Delaware and played like two or three years there and then went to the WNBA and, and all that. So she's always been, like, this was a big open story. There was sports illustrated articles on it, like for like mental health and all too. So she's got well-documented other things that she's had to deal with in her life. And, and I just think it's, I, I just think it's this one, the league really got wrong. Like, I know I, I gave the other side, but I just, that one, they got this one wrong. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't even have been a question. She, she shouldn't even have to come out and talk about this. It shouldn't have been a question in my opinion, but I guess at the end of the day, it's a business and you're more about your dollars than a personal person's life. But that, that makes no sense to me. So. Yeah. Well, talk, I mean, they, they, pro they shouldn't be playing anyway. Nobody watches their No disrespect to the WNBA. Nobody watches <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, and like that's like, no, like, like, comes from that. You're right, Pache. Like, like not to be disrespectful, but like again, also like look at things logically. Like, like is attendance really going to be that effect? Maybe actually it is. Maybe now nobody goes to Mystic Schemes because she's not there. I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah. not, but there's not going to be anybody there anyway. So what's like? Are, are that many people not going to watch them on TV because she's not playing? I don't think many people are clamoring to watch WNBA in an empty arena. Like, yeah. no, again, not to be disrespectful, just being rational with the, the statistics on viewership that are out there for it. Like, I, I personally enjoy the women's game. Like, but even I, admittedly, like, I don't watch every WNBA game that's on TV. Yeah. Like, I don't watch every NBA game that's on TV either. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I hope I hope they do they do her right with that and give her her money because she's one of I don't even watch the WNBA like that and I know who she is so right that counts, that counts for something um, but since we're in sports let's just roll over to the NBA did you guys watch the game today yeah I watched a couple of them which one I watched the um, fuck was it Clippers and somebody Magic yeah I watched that one. That's the only game I watched, really, uh, but I was working, so. Yeah, I didn't watch any of them. I, I wish I could have caught uh, Denver and their big ball lineup. Bobo was wild. I, I got I to gotta get find me some highlights of that. Yeah, he was. He looked good. He looked good. He had one play where he blocked someone and then went to the other end and then shot a three. Everyone lost their shit on Twitter. Oh, um, my, my, my uh, boss came in and was talking about that. He said he, like, grabbed it off the backboard. Like you pinned it, grabbed it, and went down the other end, hit a three. Five, three, yep, <laughs> yep. I need to, I need to find that. He looks good, but yeah, I mean, NBA is back for now. <laughs> You're not too confident about I'm this. Not. Sport, by the way. I'm not. I'm not comfortable. All right, so I'm, I'm comfortable with NBA being back. The NFL is trying to bring back fans. They're actually trying to bring back fans to the stadium, and the, but you have to wear wear a mask. I don't know how that's going to work or how you're going to regulate that. Yeah, I think good luck, good luck with Mid-Ohio. going to be the first to shut down with that because <laughs> you're actually trying to let fans back into the stadium. So I don't, I don't see that working out. But, I mean, how, 
I guess that they're going to be, they'll try to do it in cities where they're allowed. I mean, Philadelphia has already come out and said that that's not happening this year. Uh, the state of New Jersey's already come out and said that's not happening this year. So that's Eagles, Jets, Giants that are already no fans. So, I mean, I guess sure they can try it in certain cities, but it's already not going to happen in some cities. Try it down here in Tampa. I mean, it's already basically back to normal, even though we're the epicenter. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. How well, that's like, it's so, like, I saw this tweet, like, probably a week ago, um, reporter, and it, it's probably one of the most American things that I, I've heard in a while, suggested that, <laughs> that they take the NFL teams and take them to New Zealand and play the games there because New Zealand has completely rid themselves of the virus. So like, like just uh, how ridiculous is it to say, let's take the country that's handling it the worst and we're going to take our people for monetary reasons. So we can, so we can put this stuff on TV and we're going to take, take this virus back to a country that's already rid themselves of it once. <laughs> like the, ar the arrogance of that. Like, not even think that through like, and then tweet that out to the world as like a report, was a rep some reporter like verified on Twitter and everything it's like uh, how arrogant can you be <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah because we got teams from Florida, teams from Texas teams from California, a team from Arizona yeah let's fly them all to the, to the, to the country to rid themselves of it to the safest place on the world yeah exactly yeah, I, I saw that one too, and I, I just all in the name of the American dollar and capitalism. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it for Tampa, though, just because of all the hype and buzz on the team. I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, it's just so irresponsible. Like we are screwing this up so bad. <laughs> like I love it. I love to watch. I love it. Love to see how fucked up we are. It's it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating just how many ignorant people are out there when it comes to a lot of things. Tell me about it. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know, but yeah, people out here trying well, to understand. It's 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 a crazy time out here. Um, but in good news, there was two new J Cole songs. So. Man, I can't even talk about that right now because I haven't like really completely digested it. So okay, we well, talk next week. Did it sound good? Sound, not like the content. Did this? Oh, sound the Lions, Lions is king. Yeah, I fucked with it. I, I, sound, I fucked with both of them. How they sound? I just haven't digested both songs. I listened to it once before I hopped on here. All right, pa Charles, did you listen? I haven't. I haven't listened to them yet. Nah. Y'all niggas did not prep for this shit. Dude, I just found out about it. Yeah, I broke down every bar because I work a genius. You ain't ruined the songs for me. He dropped the shit at ten, and I'm we're supposed to be on here at ten thirty. Like what? I listened to it once too, but it sounded pretty good. I gotta, I gotta sit with it a little bit more and draw, get like a real opinion. But before that, I was watching uh DMX and Snoop. I don't know if anyone else watched it. Oh, was that them? Yeah, we did five minutes. Yeah, yeah. this prepod was great, huh? That shit was great. I mean, I I watched it because you know I actually care about the podcast. Unlike that's what I'm saying, our production was great today. Huh? Did you not get that three that three minute Snapchat from him dancing to DMX? Oh no, I, I was about to look at it, but I didn't want to play the yeah, song. That, yeah, that's what yeah. He he was doing what these bitches want. And that's my shit. I just like that he mentions like a hundred women in the song. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was, 
It was really cool. Hey, who who you have taken it away? DMX or Snoop? Uh, Snoop won, but you know we celebrate. We're celebrating blackness today. Black excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop definitely, yeah. Snoop definitely washed my man. But it's just it's, 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 way too many hits. Yeah, it's too hard. It's too hard to beat Snoop. Like he played some songs that I was just like, I didn't even know you. Like I knew you had this, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. This is so much better than slipping. Like I love slipping, you yeah, know. So I was like, fam. <laughs> I mean, it's just so much better. Um, but it was it was really dope. Cause like what I got from it is that like when I was younger, I always thought DMX was like the scariest rapper alive. Like I thought he would like, <laughs> like he actually like was walking around yeah, killing yeah, niggas. Um, on the biting people. Yeah. I, what? <laughs> What'd you say? You thought he was biting people. I, that too. Yeah, he terrified me as a kid. And it was kind of dope to see him today just like relaxed. And he was like singing ad libs on Snoop's song. Snoop was singing ad libs on his song. They were celebrating each other like two old black men just like chilling. It was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good versus. I'll probably run it back tomorrow when I'm working, just have it playing while I'm working. Um, just to just to have the experience again. It was it was dope. But yeah, what what these bitches want is my shit. So uh I mean we're coming to the end, right? Yeah, basically the end. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna give you the floor, my good man. My good man came over and took over the podcast. That's Love it. Won the argument against me because Charles Charles don't know how to explain shit, so we don't let him. Last week, Charles is trash. Shut up! (laughs) The whole argument last week. He got the (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I take. I I've I've been prone to yay slander. (laughs) <laughs> for all my life, so I mean, we had I'm this, prepared to be honest. This another day. It's, this is another day for me. But I, I, thought, it, I thought it was going to be easy, but nah, you came in hard. My <laughs> life. I, I appreciate it, though, man. Like I said, man, I just think that um, I mean, I think any black platform, any platform at all, is just a good platform to speak what you feel. Um, so I mean, I'm just glad that y'all y'all do that and just have authentic conversation, man, because. Being in certain scenarios and instances, you work with black people in certain corporations, <laughs> the magic. You see a lot of, you know, I, people. I've been fired. Shots have been fired. You see a lot of people that go for the okie doke, you know. Uh, I'm not going to get too into it, but the DeVos family owns the Orlando Magic. So that means Betsy DeVos, who is uh, Secretary of Education. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. I got in trouble a lot in office. I'm like, you know, yeah. I, I just I like to have real conversation. Like, you know, I don't understand a lot of things, so I ask questions that upset people. So, but um, I appreciate y'all have y'all platform to talk about uh real life things and things that uh that matter. And you know, mm-hmm. allow me to be on here to talk my shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a little bit more about uh Pierre Alchemy. Yeah, man, Pierre Alchemy, man. Uh, first of all, let me shout out to to. Uh, Mr. Dwayne Williams, uh, any African-American, uh, male mentor, uh, is just absolutely essential. And, uh, you know, me, like, I'm not somebody that's like, because I'm black, I gotta have a black mentor. I think information is information, but, um, you know, he's someone that was like on his journey. He took me under his wing in high school. Uh, and I started doing like public speaking. 
uh, probably my sophomore year of college. Um, and from there, I was uh, doing like Socratic seminars, bringing in people I went to college with, high school with, have conversations with uh, young folks. Uh, because at least my high school, like we were told, you got to score high on the ACT, get a good GPA to be successful. Like that's impossible. Like, you know I mean, that's, that's stupid. And, um, you know, he helped me see what was essential, like social emotional learning, putting it into schools. So before every basketball game, I would go to elementary schools and middle schools and have conversations with young folks and work on character development. And, uh, so that's how Pure Alchemy came. Pure Alchemy. Uh, we try to unite the ideas of tomorrow, today. We are a bunch of cultural artists that try to make a positive social change uh, in the communities and in educational institutions um, and being able to pair what's in the real world to curriculum. So um, shout out to my team, man. It's been a, a huge, we've literally prepped for a whole year before we made any announcements because uh, I just want to make sure it felt right but uh, we we came back for All-Star Weekend. We spoke at a couple of schools. A couple of our teammates got hired at schools to, to speak to people. That's one thing. When you when you close to me, I'm going to get you paid. I might not be able to pay you, but I'm going to get you paid somehow, some way. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure you eat somehow, some way. Okay. Hey, somehow, some way, I'm going to get you paid. And we, we got we, – we're getting people paid, but um, – more important, like we're changing lives. And I, you know, my, my thing is like, I want to really, really um, dive into how do people learn best? And I don't think that school should look like it did 300 years ago. We need to be, you know, up to date with things like we are in business, like we are in technology. And uh, so I'm just trying to make sure I keep my foot on their throat, bring information. We lead with our mistakes. And um, we just try to share our experiences with young people so they can help find whatever success means to them, they can find it for themselves. So uh, that's who we are. That's what we do. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, through the month of August, we've got a bunch of shows coming up, uh, live events that we're going to do, put some music with it. I think musicals, music is the most powerful thing. Um, and just trying to hone in, you know, from the pandemic and from uh, Brianna Taylor and George Floyd, uh, we're just trying to make sure that we bring some type of, um, identity out of this something that I think black people we you know we need to start finding we need to find like how to identify what it is that we're asking for what do we need and if we can't get it let's go create it on our own so um, again I, I'm very appreciative of y'all platform of uh, bringing me in allowing me to speak on that today man uh, any Kanye uh, slander call me I'm only a phone call away <laughs> I'm the publicist I'm gonna let you know <laughs> so if we uh, if we want to, do you have like any platform any page anything like if we want to follow you like how do we how do we do that one thousand percent uh my personal is at ff kells or underscore kells uh on instagram uh mark Hill oliver on facebook um and our website is the purealchemygroup.com i would love to have y'all on uh still doing y'all show uh, but kind of doing it with our uh, with our formula, um, you know, we want to just expose different ideas, uh, different folks um, to have conversations that are, are, are necessary. Um, and, and that's that's where it's at, right? What people don't want to talk about is typically what needs to be talked about. And so the fact that y'all don't like cookie cut y'all y'all material like that's already like 20 steps ahead of 
other people. You know what I mean? Like we look up to a lot of these people, a lot of these things that don't have the conversation that y'all are having. And I think like that's the beauty of y'all's show. Like that's the beauty of what y'all are putting out there um, on media and in, in, in uh, social media world. Because what y'all are free to talk about, people are, you know, like they're confined to talk about because they got contracts, they got this and the third. And I hope y'all see y'all contracts days, but keep, keep, keep the identity, man. Keep, keep it going. Keep speaking from the fucking heart, man. And, um, and we're going to continue to grow from it from every angle, every aspect. And shout out to all the allies, white abolitionists, white allies. You know what I mean? Shout out to all y'all. <laughs> like, we appreciate it. You know what I mean? Shane here. You know what I mean? So we <laughs> 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 We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. That's the dog. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And no, I, I appreciate you coming on. You know, you definitely. Yeah, I, learned, I learned. I think I learned the most from him of anybody we've had on here. Yeah. For sure. We've had a lot of Yeah. We've had anybody of merit, really. No disrespect, but you know. Sure, yeah. Sure. No, all disrespect. Yeah, I'll man. Be, it's a little different than the episode we had uh, Jay and and <laughs> and who else was on that 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 ridiculous episode. Although what, you went back and listened to it. No, I just it just scarred in my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's just. When you said yeah. I was uh, I like my my girls uh, with melatonin. Yeah, yeah, you said that, didn't you? No, he said that. Oh, he said. Oh, yeah, yeah he said <laughs> I like my girls with melatonin. Yeah, let's not let's not remind each other of we, that. We 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 progress from, the, from those days. We try to bring that's you know. the progression. It's funny. I was right about to read the text <laughs> that uh that Nikki put in the group chat. I was like, wait, we're better than that now. Yeah, so, I won't read that. We, we progress from those days. Yeah, yeah, we're growing now. So now I appreciate you coming on. Um, like Shane said, I've I've learned a lot. I'm gonna need you to get me the list of all those wars to read about, though. Got you. you know? Find a way to get I wish I could apologize for any backlash y'all face on y'all's platform, but I don't. Yeah, you know I mean, so no, nah, don't. We don't, <laughs> we don't care. We don't, we don't care what other people say. We don't say. We gonna talk me. that talk, go, You know, go listen. Go listen to some old ones. I've said plenty of things to piss a lot of people off. It's, yeah. it's really okay. Yeah, this is this <laughs> problem. Though. We're good. Um, I, you said me, you said something earlier about um, you said you shake cages. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm a habitual toe stepper. Oh, I, I live to step on toes and piss people off. So I, don't don't apologize for a damn thing anytime you're on here. Hey Shane, you're my guy, man. Hey, anyway, <laughs> I can help y'all and put uh, push y'all out there. Um, let me know, man. That's a lot of it's a lot of people out there in the industry. Like I said, um, I've done a couple of events where I was like doing red carpets and stuff like that. Mess uh, interviewing Sherry Riley, Dr. Jen Welters, who was the first NFL coach. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that's looking for people to come out there and have real conversations, man. So any way I can help you all, I don't know when this like COVID thing is going to shake or whatever, but after this, man, any way that I can uh, help you all out, man, let me know, man. Like I said, I get, I get people paid. You know what I mean? Hey. Hey. We're not against the paycheck here either. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, no, we, we definitely appreciate it. And, um, I don't know if Charles ever told, actually, I don't know if Charles even knows the depth of this, but we also kind of have not as in-depth as yours because ours is more focused on imagery and art and photography and things like that. But we have something similar to what you have. Ours is just to push positive black narratives um, called Black Future. Um, so as time goes on, we can find a way to merge the two and, and get some work done. I think it's very important to get uh, some positive black stories out there. 
um, whether it's through podcasting or music or photography or illustrations, like whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super glad you came on. You know, you definitely checked me on some Kanye shit, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it to chest and just sleep. Away. <laughs> I just honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me that you won the argument. It upsets me that Charles didn't fight for himself. We had a whole half an hour. Y'all told me to shut up because I was talking too much. Hey, Charles! Hey, Charles is the promoter. He ain't got to get in the ring. I'm gonna get in the ring every time. Don't get yeah. Hey, Charles is Don King. They got need more money. But yeah, no, I I definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. This this has been dope. Um, and again, open indiv- invitation, like. Whenever you want to come on and talk, like you, you're more than welcome to join us. We we do this every Wednesday, basically at ten thirty. So you know, my last my last little mini mini mini. I swear, mini rant. Hey, don't don't out don't be out here uh, uh, trying to belong to a D or R Republican or Democratic. Start using the mind, using the mind. Challenge conventional thought. For us to start changing the narrative, that's the most important thing right now. We, I mean, I'm not about to tell anybody who to vote for. I'm just saying, challenge conventional thought. Get what you're trying to get. Don't settle for less. Uh, you saw Monique out here. She went a level higher for her Netflix deal. We thought it was all crazy. I didn't think it was crazy, but people thought it was crazy. Hey, do what you got to do to get what you're trying to get. Yeah, you know I mean, upset who you need to upset to get what you deserve and what you earn. That's where I'm at. And free talk, our country. Yeah, talk your shit. <laughs> For sure. We're going to name this episode Pure Alchemy for, for, for real. Facts. Facts. Give them the whole, give them the whole episode. Yeah, I just gave them the whole episode. All episodes for you. But yeah, um, thanks for coming on. You no, know. no, real quick before we even do that. Um, last week we lost John Lewis. Um, a lot of people might huh. not know who he is. Um, we lost him last Friday. I forgot. I even forgot this. I wanted to kick it off with that. Uh, John Lewis has done a lot for the black community, especially in Atlanta. He's done a lot uh, of work. Um, he's a part of the Big Six, uh, which was the original March on Washington. If you haven't seen his speech, I definitely recommend it. He has a documentary. It's called John Lewis. Trouble. Get yourself educated. Know who he is. Check him out. Rest in power. Boom. I apologize for forgetting that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that fucked me up for a minute, actually, because I was, I was ashamed when it happened, I think, or the day before it happened, though. Or the day after I got to Shane's and the president hadn't tweeted and I was really mad about it. I kept telling yeah. Shane, I was like, why yeah. the fuck has this motherfucker not said anything? But when you go to this page, there's just mad tweets about Biden. But yeah, RIP to, to John Lewis. It's it's I read a tweet that said it's a privilege for him to like have fought through the struggle and make it to eighty before he yeah. died. Like most of his friends just like died mad early. Um so RIP to him, my sympathies out to, you know, his family and friends and honestly, all of America because he was fighting for black America, but really is for the betterment of the entire country. So, you know, rest in peace to to the GOAT. Um, y'all got any finishing thoughts on, on the episode? I'm good, I'm good. All right. Got anything, y'all? Yeah. Oh, right. Charles, Charles, we're going to need all that contact information um, just so you know, because I want it, because, you know, I'm going to be popping in and out of Chicago, and if I want to hit him up, link up or something, we need that. No Honestly, you should just cut Charles out and bring him in as the new. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
But alright, y'all. This was another good episode. Um, we'll be back next week with a new one. 